Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, September 24th. Tony's in two days, 2021. <laughs> I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. <laughs> and I'm Arts and Culture writer Ashley Stees. Did that sound enthusiastic enough about the Tonys? Or? Uh, yeah, a live alert, awake, enthusiastic. <laughs> That's um, me. Normally at the top of the show, we talk about our Patreon, patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, but apparently we have heard from the good folks over at the Patreon, and apparently in some cases... Patreon emails that go out when new content is published have been going to spam. This is not an us problem. It's a them problem. Um, Depending on what email server you have, you might still be getting them. If you have the Patreon app on your phone like I do, you still get the alerts. But we wanted to make sure that everybody was aware because we've gotten some emails about it, that Patreon is having issues with their email system. So if you haven't gotten the emails, that does not mean you have been dropped. Um, It just means that Patreon has to work on that it is something that they are um, diligently efforting at and hopefully that will be uh, remedied soon it's because we're be- producing so much content so they're, much they're like wow calm down uh, and here is why because tomorrow or to this morning depending on when you are listening to this patreon or on regular feed um, our dear of enhanced roundtable will be in the patreon feed so you'll be able to listen to that grace ashley and i um, discuss our thoughts on uh on that film adaptation which is officially out in theaters as of now then in the regular feed jan simpson's latest episode of all the drama about one of my favorite shows our town will be in the regular feed on saturday of course if you are a member of our patreon you've already listened to it because it was in the patreon feed last weekend and then on saturday morning my interview with broadway tony nominated producer and tony award uh, savant he once told me in an interview published interview that he would like to be the Tony Awards Nate Silver. Nate Silver has taken a fall from grace since then, so <laughs> let's just let Oliver Roth be Oliver Roth. Um, but uh, his health pending, we should have that episode in the Patreon feed on Saturday morning and then in the regular feed on Saturday night. Um, this has been a yearly tradition for us, talking Tony nominations on various podcasts for years. So excited that as long as he is able to get words out of his mouth, we will be able to do that this year. Fingers so, crossed. Yeah. All right, Ashley, we have to do my Tony predictions at the end of the episode. Yeah. But Broadway was like, hold on, Matt, you've got other stuff to talk about first, because they decided to <laughs> release all of the casting information on Thursday. <laughs> Literally all of it. So I'm going to speed through this. And as is our custom, when we have a lot of news to get through, of course, Ashley, if there's anything you want to talk about, I know there are a few things. Um, just feel free to stop me. But we will start with the news that Grace and I presumed was being teased earlier this week as country music superstar Jennifer Nettles was announced to be the new Jenna in the Broadway production of Waitress. She will begin her run on October 19th and will remain with the show through, I think this is through Thanksgiving, November 24th. She will be joined by a couple of other new waitresses as Maisha McQueen, who recently has been on the waitress tour, will play Becky and Ashley Blanchett, who is most recently of Frozen on Broadway, will play Dawn uh, because Charity Angel Dawson and Caitlin Houlihan, who are playing those roles currently, will be departing for their next Broadway shows, Mrs. Doubtfire and Girl from the North Country, respectfully. And worth noting, Ashley, um, for the first time in forever, 
Pun intended. Uh, there is a woman of color playing Dawn. Thank God. Uh, so uh, <laughs> like, there you go. Honestly. Yeah. Next up, when Jagged Little Pill returns to Broadway, they will have a pair of new principals as the absolutely phenomenal and yeah. always stunning uh, Heidi Blick and staff will take over as the mother in the show, Mary Jane Healy, while the Tony-nominated original actress in that role, Elizabeth Stanley, finishes up her maternity leave. It'll only be Heidi by herself for a few weeks, because in early November, Stanley will return, but only part-time, and will share the role with Heidi. Mm. Also joining the cast in her Broadway debut is Morgan Dudley, who was most recently in the film adaptation of The Prom. She will be replacing Celia Rose Gooding as Frankie because Celia is uh, a bit busy because she is filming the Star Trek prequel TV series Strange New Worlds. Uh, good for her. That is going to turn her into a very big star with a lot of nerds. I am not a Star <laughs> Trek nerd, but there are various kinds of nerds, um, and I know that this will make them love her. Oh, yeah. The rest of the uh, Jagged <laughs> Little of, Pill. Some of them. No, what, what's interesting is, is she's actually playing the younger version of an iconic original Star Trek character. So, like, this is a ah, role that's always been played by a black nice. woman. I think okay, it's, cool. uh, again, I'm not a Star Trek person, but I think it's Yuri or Yura. Yura. Michelle Nichols' character? Yeah, I don't know the Star Trek. But, you know, I, it's always been noted that Star Trek was about diversity it was a progressive show from the start both in terms of casting and storylines so i would hope that star trek people uh, uh don't have a problem with that but anyway moving <laughs> on um the rest of the principal cast will be the returning principal cast from the pre-shutdown run and bt dubs this entire new cast including morgan and uh heidi performed on good morning america and we'll have the video in the show notes I don't think I realized Celia was leaving uh, and, like, talking about, like, Tony nominations yesterday. Yeah. Is this something that was, like, had this already been announced that she was leaving or is this? No. I don't believe okay. it had been announced. I mean, her being in the Star Trek show has been announced for know. a long time. Yeah. But I, I didn't know. know if the, I didn't know if filming was done. I, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. know that. I didn't, don't believe that I knew that she was leaving either. Hmm, weird. I yeah. adore Heidi Blick and stuff. So, oh my God. um, she has not been in enough things ever, in, in general, ever. especially not since like something rotten. Um, and I don't understand why that is because I think she's so funny. Perfect. She's absolutely perfect. Um, moving on, the Roundabout Theater Company announced yesterday the cast for Caroline or Change when it finally makes its return to Broadway and the principal cast all remained the same with Sharon D. Clark, John Cariani, Tamika Lawrence, Casey Levy, Nasia Thomas, and Chip Zion. Uh, they are all mm. back. Ashley, somehow I forgot that I, Chip was going to be in this. I have to, but to be fair, it's been like a thousand years that is since very Carolina Change was supposed to come. Uh, the whole cast is amazing. I'm so especially good. excited. I mean, obviously about Sharon, but John Cariani, who I just mentioned something rotten, yeah, and then exactly. Chip, who I will die for every day. Yeah, Of course. Absolutely <laughs> the best. But um, finally in this section, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child announced the casting for their Broadway return when it comes back. As one show, not two. Uh, the company will feature James Snyder as Harry Potter, Jenny Jules as Hermione Granger, David Abelis as Ron Weasley, Diane Davis as Jenny Potter, uh, Brady Dalton Richards as Scorpius Malfoy, and more. We will have the complete casting announcement for all of these shows in the show notes. I'm not reading all of them. There are too many damn names. Do it yourself. <laughs> you all know how to read. Um, you can get them there. Mm. I mean... 
Ashley, I'm, you know, you're excluded. Um, okay, anyway, cool. thank you. Thank you for that. The resident professional writer amongst us. Sure. Um, why not? Yeah. Profe- professional is a very broad term, but yeah. It is. It very much is. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, head over to our Patreon again. So much great stuff. Um, lots of stuff brewing. Very excited to talk about. Um, everybody's talking about Jamie next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be. I don't honestly. I'm assuming it's going to be fun, but I know nothing about the show other yeah, than the I plot. Have, I have no idea what to expect out of this because I'm the same that I I've been kind of avoiding reviews of same. it. Um, so I guess we'll see. Grace Grace seems a little iffy, but she doesn't like British people. To be fair, that's true. She as she says famously <laughs> dislikes fa- uh, British people. Um, all right, Ashley, let's talk about some Tony Award stuff because apparently the Tonys are coming up on Sunday. Um, they announced a ton of guests and a few performances that'll be coming up on this Broadway's back Tony's concert, which is on CBS starting at 9 p.m. We already knew that the best musical nominees, Jagged Little Pill, Moulin Rouge, and Tina the Tina Turner musical would be, this is in air quotes, performing because they're all going to be taped. They've actually already Mm -hmm. been taped. So that was a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, But we will have a few other special performances as EGOT winner, John Legend, my um, Ohio State uh, brethren over there. Oh, yeah, of um, course. I mean, he's an Ohio State fan. He's from Springfield, Ohio. He went to uh, to Penn. I mean, he's an Ivy Leaguer. But anyway, um, he oh. will be he will be performing. <laughs> yeah, he he will be performing with the cast of Ain't Too Proud, which is very cool. Um, then we will have a special tribute to the musical Hairspray featuring um, OBC members Marissa Jarrett Winoker, Matthew Morrison, Carrie Butler, the one that I'm actually most excited about, Chester Gregory, and Darlene Love. However, one Harvey Firestein was not mentioned. I'm assuming, I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh my God, is he sick? Is something wrong? No, I went to his Instagram. He's filming a movie with Billy Eichner right now. Yeah, so, yeah it's true. So I I'm a, I was filming in New York, though. So it I'm looked a little like surprised it was, about that. Yeah. yeah, it looked like it was on like an up, like a, or a, a beach in the New York area, but maybe they're filming oh, on a maybe. Sunday. But maybe. I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that because it's close, they just didn't. They didn't know what might happen, and he shows up anyway. Because how can True. you do a hairspray tribute without exactly? Harvey? That's what I'm saying. I wrote yeah. casting for Bros, so I don't know why I can't remember. Oh, is that, the oh, hell it's, is it's that what? Yeah, that was just announced yeah. today. Is that what's actually already filming? Uh, technically, I think I th- they were calling for casting. I don't know if they've technically started it yet, but it's about to. So okay, yeah, he posted way, on. He's a very busy man. He very much is. Um, some other performances. Both of the special Tony Award recipients, American Utopia and Freestyle Love. Supreme will be performing. It appears that Freestyle Love Supreme will be closing out the show with their entire major cast, including all of the big name stars, Lin-Manuel Miranda, James Monroe Iglehart, Christopher Jackson, Wayne Brady, um, Utkarsh Ambedkar, who has a new CBS comedy called Ghosts with Rose (laughs) McIver, which looks ridiculous, but I'm going to watch anyway. You mean what we do in the shadows part two? Well, that's about vampires. It looks very similar in tone and theme. Yeah, but uh, with the UTK and Liv Moore from iZombie, I am watching. Um, Other big names that were newly announced to be participating are John Batiste, Stephanie J. Black, Titus Burgess, Darren Chris, Beanie Feldstein, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Jordan Fisher, your favorite, Santino Fontana, Andrew Garfield, Josh Groban, Jennifer Holliday, (laughs) Nikki M. James, both uh, Ron and Jasmine Cephas Jones, Cindy Lauper, Norm Lewis, John Lithgow, uh, Lindsay Mendez, Brian Stokes Mitchell, the aforementioned Jennifer Nettles, Lynn Nottage, Adam Pascal, Bernadette Peters, Cheryl Lee Ralph, 
also a, a an alum of the Hairspray, Andrew Rails, mm-hmm. another alum of the Hairspray, um, Anthony Rapp, another Star Trek uh, alum as well, Anika <laughs> Noni Rose, Leia Salonga, Ali Stroker, Black Thought from The Roots, who we know we've talked before, Sweet. he's getting into the theater community a lot lately, uh, Courtney B. Vance, Daniel J. Watts, and the right Lord Honorable Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> God. Uh, of course... Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. will be hosting, and Ashley, I honestly have no idea what to expect from this Broadway's Back concert, but I imagine there will be surprises, but what I'm most surprised about is so far there's been nary an announcement of like other Broadway shows performing. We said Ain't Too Proud is performing with John Legend in the Best Musicals, Mm -hmm. but like none of the other shows are getting announced to be returning, even... Like the ones that are are new and just hoping like I would get it if Lion King and Hamilton and, you know, Wicked didn't perform, although I think that would get people to tune in. But like Mm. six, Mrs. Doubtfire, Girl from the North Country, Caroline or Change Company, none of them are performing. I mean, I know they're not all in rehearsals or performances yet, but like this is supposed to be a concert to sell tickets. I'm surprised by that. I don't know if they're keeping it under wraps, which is their prerogative. They can do that. Um, They could show up for all we know. We don't know. Yeah. If that's the case, cool. All right. But if if that's not and none of these shows are performing, I don't know what they're doing because you're right. This is supposed right. to be like literally Broadway's back. Come buy tickets and see these shows that are coming right. up. Why well, would you not have them do any of instead, the songs? Instead, see Josh Groban, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh, Cindy Lauper perform, which is great. Yeah, I would watch sure. them perform. But like the whole point of separating these two things into Paramount Plus and CBS was because they knew that to get people's eyeballs, they wanted their performances on something that they could watch. And while a lot of people are upset about this being split up, I'm not. We're coming out of a pandemic. There hasn't been a Broadway performance in a year and a half. We're lucky it's on TV and or streaming at all. Yeah, I think people are more upset about the fact that it's not all available to watch right. like, on a network, which I, I think get they it. should, which they should be. I feel like, but I mean, I totally yeah. get it. But CBS has a contract, and they're under yeah, no obligation definitely. to do it on CBS at all. So, That's like, how it works. Yep. Yeah, I just feel like the year and a half, two years that we've had, like. I'm kind of just lucky. I feel lucky about this. And the byproduct of this is that we actually get to see all the awards, which we don't get to see yeah. when it's on for three hours. But that's a whole other discussion. Let's see move what on. happens on Sunday night. That's yeah. all I can say at this that's point. That's a very good point. Let's get through some other real quick news before my predictions. On Thursday, Deadline reported that David Allen Greer, whom we'll be talking about shortly, mm-hmm. is set to executive produce and star in a limited series TV adaptation of A Soldier's Play which we will Thank also God. talk about shortly. The Charles Fuller Pulitzer Prize winning play will be renamed A Soldier's Story for Sony tele- uh, Sony mm. Pictures Television. No word on other casting, outlet, or timing, but I would imagine that that should all be coming fairly soon. Um, and I would have to imagine that Blair Underwood's going to stay involved. But be better. Who knows? Uh, and now I get to see it, finally. <laughs> I know. Uh, um, yeah, does this count towards your... Probably not towards your prediction. No, of, it does no, not. It I'm does sorry. not. That's all right. Sorry. My prediction got spoiled by Kate Schendel. Anyway, moving on. Next up, <laughs> we raved about the out-of-the-box theatricals virtual last five years over the summer, and their next in-person show, apparently, will be a site-specific production 
of Baby, starring Julia Murney this November. The Maltby and Shire show will run from November 5th through December 12th at Theater Lab and Ashley. This immediately went into my November trip spreadsheet. Yeah. I will be contacting our friends at the press room. Uh, to get on this Good. invite list because it is perfectly timed. Opening will be happening while I'm there. So I, I you can't miss a chance to see Julia Murney. My thoughts exactly. In Baby, like a show that doesn't get done very much in a sure. intimate site-specific production. I have to have to see this. All right. I'm your plus one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, finally, in this section, an announcement that I feel was written specifically for Ashley and <laughs> only Ashley. Hello. Especially on By Visibil- Visibility yeah. Day. As we now know the casting for the previously announced reimagined production of Head Over Heels at the Pasadena Playhouse, who is doing some really, really interesting work in recent years, the cast will in include Alaska 5000 from RuPaul's Drag nice. Race as the queen, the legendary Leo De- Leah Delaria as the king, George Salazar, who played Seymour in Pasadena Playhouse's um, very, very well-received Little Shop as, man, I forget how to say this character's name, uh, Musidoris. I, think I don't so. remember. I don't I remember. So. Um, I took Latin in high school, not Greek. Um, <laughs> Tiffany Mann will be playing Pamela. Uh, Fun Home Tony nominee Emily Skeggs will be playing nice. Mopsa. Um, Shanice Williams from um, um, The Wiz Live will be playing uh, Philoclea. And from the original cast of Head Over Heels, um, yeah. Uriel Ekazareta. I believe that's right. Uh, as the player casting for the Oracle has not yet been announced, but I imagine that will be a name of some sort. Mm. Um, we'll see who that is. Maybe, maybe Rue himself will be playing the Oracle. Oh, God. Hopefully not. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe not. Oops. <laughs> you know, no, it's fine. Um, I'm really happy for this gift that has been given directly to me. And I appreciate them for that. I mean, and it'd be even, I, even nicer if they gave you the gift of tickets and plane uh, I know. That's what I was just about to say. Like, how am I supposed to get out there and see this? Uh, somebody with any connections? Can I Can I please? Because I don't have money. But this was like, <laughs> I feel like it's an affront to make this for me and then not have me come as a vip yeah that that would really be um an affront to gay rights and uh on during bi visibility week oh hate crimed again hate crimed again uh the performances are set to run november 9th through uh, december 12th for this by the way yeah all right ashley i'm going to turn the floor over to you you are going to lead us through my predictions for the tony nominations um i obviously did the show with grace with hers um i listened to your nominations with grace yesterday um and a couple things for yours Okay. I mean, some of these are, <laughs> some of these are wild. Um, but yeah, so I've got some other things that I, I want to throw in here as discussion points, but, um, we'll do it when we cool. get there. So, uh, I will follow your lead. Nice. Okay. So in the tra- traditional manner, we're going to start with best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play. So the nominees are Otto Blankson Wood for Slave Play, James Cusati Moyer for Slave Play, David Allen Greer for its sequel, A Soldier's Play, John Benjamin <laughs> Hickey for The Inheritance, and Paul Hilton for The Inheritance. Matt, who do you have? I have David Allen Greer winning. Um, mm-hmm. he is a, just a beloved figure in literally every single, um, 
uh, avenue of of entertainment, comedy, theater, television. Um, This is his fourth nomination. I think I always say third because I always forget about uh, David Mamet's race. Right. It's a David Mamet. Why would you not forget about Uh, it? Yeah. But I always think of the first. His first nomination was a musical called The First where he played Jackie Robinson. And then, then, of course, um, Porgy and Bess. And now uh, then the race and this. Actually, race came before Porgy and Bess. Um, But I think it's his time. Um, if I had to, I hope so. Yeah. yeah, if I, if, if it goes to someone else, I hope it goes to Ato Blanks and Wood, who I think was mm-hmm. uh, mesmerizing in slave play. Um, uh, but I think it's going to be David Allen Greer based on the accumulation of his career and the fact that he was so, so well received and beloved in this role. Mm-hmm, definitely. We're, we'll talk about it in a bit, once, especially once we get to play in general. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the inheritance goes, yeah. and kind of like the acting nominations here, I'm always really curious to see how or I'm curious now to see how they're going to start looking at the inheritance, especially since it's been so long. But for a show that was really weirdly received, I guess yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, Word of mouth wasn't great. Critics loved it because... Yeah, it was for the type of seventeen-hour play. Yeah, all right. Uh, okay, so best performance by an actress in a featured role in a play, which get rid of gendered categories, but that's another thing. Jane Alexander in Grand Horizons. We have Shalia Latour for Slave Play, Annie McNamara for Slave Play, Lois Smith for The Inheritance, and Cora Vanderbrook for Linda Vista. Um, I believe we are going legend here. Um, I mm. think we will go Lois Smith and like the Judy Dench Shakespeare in Love type of thing where she shows up for a barely no time at all and and she wins. Vanessa Redgrave, also a legend, was also nominated for the Olivier. She didn't win, um, mm. but I think we will get a Lois Smith win um, in this one. And to be honest with you. This might be the only inheritance win that they get. That's that's fair. That yeah. that that could happen. Um, if I had to pick, I would probably go Annie McNamara um, from Slave mm. Play myself, um, as she was kind of the the lead therapist um, in the in the show. Um, mm. But I, I just have a feeling that the older. Uh, voters here will reward Lois Smith, who, uh, of course, is a literal legend. That's very fair. I was actually on Thursday reading Time Out's uh, Tony Predictions, so Adam Feldman, and essentially said the same thing, okay, but well, more good. so like the inher- you're in good company, but the, like the fact that the inher- for the inheritance, Lois is kind of like the heart and soul of the second part of it. So mm-hmm. I kind of I, I see that happening too, even though I don't agree. Yeah. But you know, um, best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical. Danny Burstein, yeah. move on. <laughs> Correct. I mean. <laughs> Look, I said this with Grace. If if yeah. he doesn't win, I'm done. I, not only am I done, yeah. everybody is done. Theater's we done. We should all be done. Everyone just walk out. I mean, I would this, also love. I keep thinking this. I keep thinking this is his sixth nomination. It's his seventh. Am I? Did I read that wrong somewhere? I thought someone said it was his seventh earlier. He was nominated for Drowsy Chaperone, South Pacific, Follies. Right. Right. The uh, Golden Boy. This is his seventh. Cabaret, Fiddler, and Moulin Rouge. Um, Between David Allen Greer and Danny Burstein, I'm really screwing up the number of nominations. Um, (sighs) 
That's fine. That's fine. But every, a lot of people have said six. I thought it was six too. I think people we're forget on, Golden we're on seven. Boy. Maybe that could be the case. Yeah, so because that's his only play nomination. Everything else was yeah. musicals. Um, yeah, he has to win. Like, don't do this to Danny Burstein. Like, I would be fine in any other year if Daniel J. Watts won. You said this as well. Grace said this as well. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kavna Holbrook Smith won the Olivier for playing Ike Turner. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Right, right. But like, if y'all vote for anybody other than Danny Burstein, I'm going to be mad. Um, best performance by an actress in a featured role in a musical. We have Catherine Gallagher for Jagged Little Pill, Celia Rose Gooding for Jagged Little Pill, Robin Herter for Moulin Rouge, Lauren Patton for Jagged Little Pill, and Myra Lucretia Taylor for Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Uh, I agree with you that it will be Lauren Patton. And after the campaign that mm. they've pretty much been pushing her, it, it has to be. Right? It has to be. My personal choice would have been someone else from Jagged Little Pill. You said Celia. I would actually go with Catherine Gallagher. Um, I thought, Fair. I thought her role, well, her performance was fantastic, but I thought her role was the one that they should have focused more on. I've said, like, I think sure. the show would have been better if they focused on Catherine and Celia's characters a lot more. Um, I agree with that. I, I, me saying Celia is more that if you're, well, actually, no, mate. I was going to say she has, more stage time, I would think. So yeah. it's honestly I think either weird one that is, she's being considered yeah. featured. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both in there. I mean, I think the 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 categories are fine with Elizabeth as as the the lead. But like, uh, if I had to pick of the three from Jagged Little Pill, Lauren would be the least. I mean, she, it's not that she's not great in the role, but her she just doesn't have as much to do, and there's not mm. as much like emotional, actual like work and dynamicism going on there. She yeah, she belts her face off exactly. exactly, and that's fine. But like, I I did not know what to expect from Catherine Gallagher on stage. It's the first time I've seen her on stage. I've loved her dad since the 1992 production of Guys and Dolls. Um, so I was like, ah, is this just like a nepotism thing? I was like, oh no, she's she's legit good. talented. Um, but I would go with her. Uh, but I think it's going to be Lauren Patton. I think she was definitely the most interesting person or most interesting character in that show. Yes. And that's it's a very low bar, but it is I, what it is. I think the characters were interesting. I think the stuff that they were given was not. Yeah. And that's oh, a that's a I, thin line. That's a thin that. differentiation. Yeah, exactly. But. I can concede to that for sure. Okay. Best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play. We have Ian Barford for Linda Vista, Andrew Burnap for The Inheritance, Jake Gyllenhaal for Seawall A Life, Tom Hiddleston for Betrayal, Tom Sturridge for Seawall A Life, and Blair Underwood, the aforementioned for a soldier's play. So Ashley, I just want to double check something first. Okay, sure. You are in New York currently, right? That's, yep. I am under a blanket in New York uh, recording this podcast. Okay. So if I say something, there is no possible way for you to cause me physical harm after I say it, right? <laughs> I mean, I'll see it in like two months. That's so, true. I mean, less than that. It's, it's a, a choice. Half. Yeah, it's fair. I think Tom Hiddleston is going to win. Uh, I mean, look, it, fair. Because well, here's the thing you guys said it yet in yesterday's show. When this show was running, this was a huge 
ticket and it was a huge push yeah. and they were everywhere. Granted, that was like 17 years ago, but I, I think that that goes a long way. I think his big name goes a long way. And I think the thing that y'all didn't consider yesterday for both this category and another one later is mm. that that middle-aged and older white people love them a penter play. So oh, I know. I so know. I, I think that he's got that going for him. It's also a traditional play where I understand Jake Gyllenhaal might be a, a, a somewhat of a bigger name, although Loki is a much bigger Marvel Cinematic Universe character than the Mysterio is. Um, mm. It's a, a betrayal. A penter play is a more traditional show than Sea Wall and a Life is. Um, I, I think that Tom Hiddleston will win. Um, I said it with, with Grace the other day. Betrayal's a fine show. I didn't see this production, it, exactly. but it's a fine I liked, show. I liked, I liked the production. I liked the production more than I generally like the play. Yeah. Um, and Grace did not like this no, production, no, she did and that's not. fine. No. That's <laughs> she was bored. I was not bored. I overall enjoyed it, but it was you know as a consequence of both being so long ago, and also just not being that into it. I barely remember the show. Yeah, I think that's fair, but. I think the uh, the trickster god um, from uh, <laughs> from the MCU will uh, will take home a Tony. Got it. All right. All right. Um, best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play. We have Jakina Kalakongo for Slave Play, Laura Linney for My Name Is Lucy Barton, Audrey McDonald for Frankie and Johnny and the Claire de Lune, and Mary Louise Parker for The Sound Inside. This is for you, Ashley. Ooh, hello. I think Mary Louise Parker is going to win. All right. Um, look, it's, it's, <laughs> I a, love it's Mary a, Louise Parker. I know you do. It's a two hander. It's one of the great stage actresses of, of our generation who has gone yeah. on to do, you know, great things on stage or on screen and television. Um, doing a show that was essentially, I don't know if Adam Rapp specifically wrote it for her, but it was written for her. I think uh, he did. I, I, I believe remember. he did too, because she's been involved from the out-of-town tryouts and all that yeah. stuff. Um, I can't remember if that was at Williamstown or uh, yeah, I think it must have been um, or Barrington or something like that, but um, I think she's going to win. Um, I, I think that um, she's great and she probably deserves to win. I would probably give it to Jakina Kalakongo, not that I've mm -hmm. seen her, um, because I saw Slave Play Off-Broadway, where it was Tiana Paris, oh, right. who, of course, as I have to mention, is now playing Monica Rambeau in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, of uh, course, you have to mention I'm it. contractually yeah. obligated. She, <laughs> yes. she did not continue with it to Broadway, because she was filming Candyman that just came out finally oh, um, right. recently. So, but, yeah. but she was mesmerizing in that role. And I imagine that as great as uh, Kala Congo, everybody says she was, that she was equally incredible. Yeah. In incredible. And I would like to see slave play win more. Um, but I, I just think it's one of those things where um, I think slave play will get its wins, but I think Mary Louise mm. Parker is going to win uh, win here. I'll, I'll have more to say about that when we get to the play category, because yeah. um, I both agree and disagree, but I, it's, I, I feel like this and play are probably my most interested characters for that reason, mm -hmm. or categories for that reason. Um, best performance by an actor in a Next. leading role in a musical. <laughs> Do you think they're going to give it to him? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, as in the sixty percent of the vote that's required. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: the bar is: do you think he is his performance was worthy? 
what that do- what that means is like, do you think in a normal year this would be a Tony winning performance? That's not what that means. No. This means right. is like, does he meet the threshold of professional theater? Yeah. Yes, he does. And and that kind of brings me to one of these topics. Like, look, looking through these nominees, some of these categories are rough like there's that's, a- that's exactly what i was gonna say like are you gonna not reward it to him because you believe that it doesn't meet that when there are some other yeah, categories like, here or that's, and that's why yeah. like the chris mccarroll thing is ridiculous but we've talked about that before but like yeah in a normal year and, and i'm not taking anything away from these people but like in a normal year no. most of these people I mean, and I mean that literally, like a majority of these nominees would not have been nominated. Um, And that probably goes, I haven't looked at it as closely, but for the technical categories as well. Um, And and some of these Mm. categories only have three people. I mean, look at the the music and score one, for instance. There is not a single musical in the score category. It's absurd. Um, But of course, we understand why that happened. So many things open at the end of the season, and the season got cut off right before those things started. I mean, even some of the things that had opened, like West Side Story and Girl from the North Country, hadn't Mm -hmm. had the opportunity to invite voters. Um, So there's a reason. I'm not saying this is anything. I think a lot of these categories where you see like three people from one show nominated, that wouldn't have probably happened. So uh, if if there's anything other than Aaron Tveit winning a Tony, which he certainly would not have won um, had it not been for the pandemic. I don't think that as I'm an Aaron Tveit fan, I thought that Catch Me If You Can was incredibly underrated. Um, Mm -hmm. I think his work um, doing uh, Sondheim stuff out of town has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't deserve yeah, to Bobby win. From, company. Yeah. He, he doesn't deserve to win for Moulin Rouge. It's not a very good role. It's not a, it's not a spectacular performance. Um, but I, I, I'm not going to be mad about Aaron Tveit having a Tony. No, God, no. Um, your favorite category, so, best I mean, performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical. We have Karen Oliva from Moulin Rouge, Elizabeth Stanley for Jagged Little Pill, and Adrian Warren for Tina. I believe you mean Tony winner, Adrian Tony Warren. Tony winner, Adrian Warren for Tina. My, for Tina my, yeah. <laughs> she can do no wrong. Like, literally, she can do no wrong. I worship the ground she walks on in a figurative sense. Um, yeah, of course, it's Adrian. And, and we, we've talked about this before. Like, Elizabeth Stanley is so, is so, such a fantastic singing actress. So yes. ill served by this material. And that's not her fault. 100%. She's in a, she's in a show that's going to keep her employed for a long time and hopefully raise her status in the community. That's great. She needs to be doing serious. Uh, musical theater work um, that shows the, the 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 different ranges of her voice. I mean, I still think about her. <laughs> that in, ain't it. No, and I mean, I still think about her performance in like a, a man made tent in a backyard in the Sondheim concert. <laughs> I was just thinking about the entire time you're talking about Elizabeth Stanley yeah. and her Miller's Miller's song song. performance, yeah, which is amazing. And Kim, my love for Karen Oliva goes back to the original In the Heights. Yeah. So, um. But this is not even a competition. And honestly, it wouldn't. Nor should it be. And it wouldn't have been if all the other shows had opened either. Absolutely not. Best revival of a play. We have Betrayal, Frankie and Johnny and the Claire de Lune, and a Soldier's Play. So if these nominations or if these awards would have happened as originally scheduled, I don't think it would have been super close. I think Betrayal Mm. would have run away with it. My thinking here is, is going to be a little cynical and, and perhaps a little bit inappropriate, um, and maybe okay. a little offensive to people. 
if you remember, these voting, this voting happened, I believe, in March of 2021. Mm-hmm. I believe that there might be a certain segment of the Tony population, Tony voting population, who might have been suffering a little bit from white, white guilt, guilt. At, mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. and who might want to do things like change their own opinions to reward some diversity. That being said, A Soldier's Play was also incredibly well-reviewed, very well-received from everybody who saw it. So that's not saying that it's undeserved. uh, It's undeserving or not that it's actually better because I think the reason Betrayal would have won is because of what I said earlier that a lot of middle-aged white people who have money um, like a Pinter play. There's a reason that that term a pinter play is is in Perhaps ladies who lunch yeah like there's a reason it is a cliche for a reason so i'll still go with betrayal um but i would not be surprised if a soldier's play takes it home i would actually be quite thrilled about it um mm-hmm. if, if it if it won um but there's always going to be in the back of my mind this thought of like if this voting had happened 11 or 10 months earlier than it actually did before, yeah, before everything we saw, um, would this be a different result? Mm. Uh, there's no, I mean, that's a what if that we have no possible way of answering. Um, and it's very cynical uh, of me to say that, but, um, I think that that is something that probably more people than we care to admit factored in when casting Mm -hmm. their votes. I'll drink to that. Best play. Uh, well done. Yeah, well. <laughs> Grand Horizons, The Inheritance, Seawall, A Life, Slave Play, and The Sound Inside. So as I'm going through my winners, I don't think I picked a single person to win an acting category from Slave Play, despite the fact that two of them are the ones who I would want to win. No, not as your primary. Category. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think that it'll, it'll win a decent amount of other categories in some of mm. the technical categories. Um, I also think that it'll win best play. Mm. The, the reason being it has the most nominations, which is generally a good indication um, for these things. As far but as all, plays go, yeah. As far as plays go. But what we also forget is that while we talked earlier about the fact that Betrayal um, the three stars of that show were everywhere. Um, Zoe Ashton, who is, uh, now joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Tom Hiddleston, who mm-hmm. is Loki in the Cinematic Universe. And of course, um, the other guy. What's his name? Charlie Cox. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Cox, who of course is it's Daredevil. Not in the Marvels. <laughs> no, he is. He is. That's right. He, he is. Yeah. He's Daredevil in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Look for him coming up in uh, the next uh, Spider-Man movie, oh, as well God, as the Hawkeye my eyes series. Will be peeled. Um, Slave Play did a lot of the traditional campaigning that we see. Like they were sending out scripts. They were sending out things. Like they did a lot of campaigning during yeah. this time. I also think it's the best show uh, of the year. Oh, yeah. It deserves to win. Um, but they also played it right. The producers did the right things. Now they also made a, a, a statement that they were foregoing some of the traditional campaigning and putting that money towards social justice issues, which I know they did it for the right reasons because I know members of that production team, but that's also mm-hmm. campaigning as well. True, yeah. You know, so I, I think they've done this incredibly well. I also think it's the best play of the year, and I think it deserves to go down in the annals as a best uh, best play winner. Sure. I This is where I think the split here as far as if Chikina will win for a leading role in a play is going to be really important here. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in terms of best play with The Inheritance, like – 
like we already said, like it was received in very strange ways. The word of mouth wasn't great, but it will absolutely sit right for a certain sect of Tony voters. Um, so I don't know if those people are leaning towards it to award it for the production overall versus performances. And if that's going to be the same case with slave play, if they're going to reward play over performances, um, that's why those are definitely the ones I'm most curious about for that. I think those are the standout categories for me. And I mm-hmm. feel like maybe the most up in the air. Yeah. I, at this point, literally nothing would surprise me from these awards. Like, <laughs> I don't very, even know. Very and true. We, we still have one left. So Yeah, we do. Best musical, Jagged Little Pill, Moulin Rouge, and Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Yeah. <laughs> I have literally no idea here, Ashley. It's, I, it's so here's here's the three things, uh, like one thing a piece for each show that I think is actually in their favor. Okay. Jagged, Jagged Little Pill was the most dramatically ambitious. I think too dramatically ambitious. Yep, um, but it was interesting. It, it was not a show that played it safe in any way, shape, or form. Um, I thought the storytelling uh was super sloppy but the story they were trying to tell i think was actually a story that i would like to see told i and thought also, the cor- yeah Go ahead. sorry i was to say and also they have the benefit not saying that certain Tony voters would even care, but they also have the benefit of all of their revelations of gaslighting and transphobia and everything coming out long after voting ended. Yeah. I I think that's, they're very fortunate that the voting happened when it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing that I don't think gets talked about enough with this show is that like, I actually really liked the choreography. The choreography was interesting. It was, it was different. It was compelling. Um, So I, I, I think that that's in its favor. Moulin Rouge was literally one of the most gorgeous physical productions of anything Beautiful. I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Um, again, choreography um, was uh, immaculate. Sonia Taya has been someone that I've enjoyed watching since her days on So I Think You Can Dance. Mm-hmm. Um, physically beautiful production. Um, choreography, gorgeous. Um, I mean, everybody on stage, gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's a bisexual dreamscape. I love it <laughs> for that. Um so it has that going for it because this is, as we often remember, this is the production category. This is not what's the best piece of, you know, theatrical literature. This is what's right. the entire Sound production. Book. Right. So it has that. Tina obviously had the best performance by anybody of the entire season in it. Mm-hmm. And it was the most tightly constructed, well manicured, precise show of the group. Um, and I don't know if that's enough for it to win, but I think it is. So I'm going to go with Tina because I think the strength of Adrian Warren can kind of push it over. But like, there's nothing wrong with Tina. The The book is, I think what the, a lot of the reviews are like, it's like reading Wikipedia, but like it's compelling Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, where Jagged Little Pill, as we said, is, is super messy. Moulin Rouge, to be honest with you, like I, it's fine. I've seen it twice. I, I think it's, it's, I think it does a disservice to the source material, and I don't think it's half as good as the original film. I think they missed the boat on what made the original film actually work. Mm. Um, with Tina, other than saying, hey, it's a bio musical that sounds like a biography. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Um, <laughs> that's really the only criticism I have for Tina. It, again, 
I don't think any of these would have won if the rest of the season had opened. No, I think I think not. six or girl from a North country probably would have won. Um, and honestly, I don't know if even Jagged Little Pill would have been nominated. Uh, I forget what else might have opened. I mean, maybe maybe Mrs. Doubtfire. I forget a Sing Street. Who knows? But mm. um, I flying think over the, sunset was close. Flying too, over no? sunset would have been in that season as well. Yeah. Um, so if the whole season plays out, maybe one or two of these don't even get nominated. I I, I don't know. Maybe even the potential winner this year wouldn't have been nominated. Who knows? Who knows? But um. I think it's going to be Tina and I'm, I don't have any gut reason other than like, it's the one that I have the least qualms about. And I think, <laughs> and I think the, the, the notoriety and the fame and the celebration and adulation that Adrian Warren has gotten for her performance will help it as well. It may be the least I've ever been excited for best musical. Yeah, I, well, I have to be honest. I mean, there's also only three shows. And, and again, like, I feel bad not being excited about the Tonys as much as normal. Yeah. Because, like, it's not these shows and these performers and no, these nominees' fault. absolutely not. And I was just about to say the same. Yeah. And it's like, th- just, there's a reason. And I was explaining this to my mom the other day when she asked why the the split between Paramount Plus and 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 CBS and I was explaining that like the awards are all going in the beginning because honestly the awards aren't exciting this year because so many of the shows that are the most anticipated shows open right up to the deadline so that they can not only have the um, excitement and and anticipation for the awards season but also because of the summer tourist season that's coming up so it's a calculated thing for people opening right before the Tony deadline. It just sucks when a pandemic hits right before the Tony deadline and they don't open. So uh, there's a reason that some of the more math things that are nominated were open before the pandemic hit. It's because they're kind of meh and they were trying to not get swallowed up at the same time of the season when all of the more anticipated things were opening right before the Tony deadline. So it's just... I, like I said, I feel bad about it. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm sure I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be excited for all these people. Um, acceptance speeches make me cry no matter who it is or what it's for. So I'm going to cry. I'm gonna enjoy whatever the hell they do in this concert. I, we don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I think there'll be a lot of surprises. I hope more of the shows actually perform. I think it would be criminal for Six not to perform on this Tony concert. Um, because I think Six is gonna run for, ever um mm-hmm. and and i'm super surprised that and some of the other shows haven't been announced i hope they do and mm-hmm. i hope this is not just like hey here's a bunch of like tv and movie stars who used to be on broadway let's listen to them sing <laughs> i will be furious yeah be i will be <laughs> our post tony wrap-up show will be I was, I was just about to say we're recording at 11 o'clock at night approximately on sunday whenever everything's done um if we don't have adrian warren wins danny burstein wins um uh, mm. actual performances it'll just be a silent episode for 30 minutes oh it'll no just- hell no i'll be yelling <laughs> actually i promise i, I promise know. to I'll never pro- speak I was again gonna say, that's what i'm saying you said yeah. you would never speak in any capacity again so it's just gonna be white Got noise it. for 30 minutes does asl translate over uh, podcast yeah exactly okay <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody that was an, an this is the longest episode in the history of today on broadway but thank you for listening nonetheless follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt actually i'm not asking where people can find you because you're on a social media hiatus it's true leave me alone <laughs> 
All right, everybody. As Ashley said, we will be coming to you right after the Tonys are done. We are going to be recording a wrap-up show, the three of us, uh, Ashley, Grace, and me, right after the Tonys. And I think we're just going to, like, throw it up. Like, I honestly, Ashley, don't even edit it. Like, unless there's, like, some major thing, just put music (laughs) on the ends. We'll get sued, yeah. Put the music on the ends, put it up. We will get it out as soon as humanly possible so that you can listen to our thoughts. Um, it'll be on Patreon first, of course, then it'll drop on, uh, as normal in the regular feed on Monday morning. But if you want to stay up late and listen, head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Anyway, I'm sorry for droning on for 48 minutes and 40 This could be the last time you speak, five seconds. so enjoy yeah, it. If, <laughs> it's the last time you ever hear my voice. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Have a great Tony Sunday, and we will maybe talk to you on Monday. (laughs)